0: and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories about how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode
1: twenty-two, parental discretion advice.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> we're at the finale, yo. This I is know. the end of season two. <laughs> I know. I'm so, so excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> season two takes some turns, a that, lot of turns. Oh god. Oh, God.
0: A lot of turns. Like this episode,
1: for example. This
0: episode alone takes several turns that are questionable, to say the least. Um, It's like they
1: didn't know what show they were doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does does seem a little like that. Um, So it was written by Greg Berlanti. Uh, Mm -hmm. Greg, man, like, we love you. Love you, (laughs) but... (laughs) We're look. We're looking askance at you. From yeah. This vantage point. Uh, this was. This was directed by Greg Prange. Um, this guy mm-hmm. originally aired on May twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. All right. The description from Wikipedia. Yet again, a to- just a tome <laughs> of a description. Just like a real. We're gonna get into it. So. Dawson is unsure about whether to tell Joey about her father's drug dealing. Sheriff Witter stakes out the ice house, believing that Mr. Potter is back to his old tricks. When the gang is studying in the restaurant, one of Mr. Potter's unruly competitors sets it on fire with everyone still inside, making Dawson's conflict greater. (laughs) gail tells mitch about her new job offer in philadelphia pacey becomes depressed now that andy is gone and his father mocks his pain which results in a physical confrontation between pacey and the sheriff as a result sheriff witter comes to understand andy's importance in pacey's life and that he has been a bad father Jack becomes worried that Jen is suicidal when she doesn't immediately leave the burning ice house. Later, Grams and Jen reconcile, causing Jen to move back in, taking Jack with her as well. Joey aids the police in arresting her father, having been encouraged to do so by Dawson. Afterwards, she tells Dawson she will never forgive him and wants him out of her life, bringing their romance to a second grinding halt. <laughs> um, yet again, that's the whole episode. Ex- I know, Except that a lot of that was wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like editorialized.
0: Oddly worded. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I've got a bunch of history for you because, of course, it's the last episode. So I'm giving you yes. history through the end of July. I'm giving you okay. movies through the end of July. And I'm giving you music through the end of July. All right. Okay, so May 27th. 1999, the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia in The Hague indicts Slobodan Milosevic and four others for war crimes and Mm -hmm. crimes against humanity committed in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. May 28th, 1999, after 22 years of restoration work, Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper is placed back on display in Milan. Hmm. Um, June 1st, 1999... Napster debuts. Oh, wow. And uh, the world has never been the same since. (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Yep. June 10th, 1999. NATO suspends its airstrikes after Slobodan Milosevic agrees to withdraw Yugoslav forces from Kosovo. So that was the ending of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. June 12th, 1999. Texas Governor George W. Bush announces he will pursue the Republican Party's nomination for President of the United States. (sighs) <sighs> mm-hmm. um, June 19th, 1999. Horror author Stephen King is hit in a car accident on Route 5 in North Lovell, Maine by Brian Smith. Uh, he almost died. That was mm. a very bad accident. Mm. July 1, 1999, the Scottish Parliament is officially opened by Elizabeth II on the day that devolved powers are officially transferred from the Scottish office in London to the new devolved Scottish executive in Edinburgh. Hmm. Um, July tenth, nineteen 1999, this was one of my favorite things that happened that year, uh, U.S. soccer player Brandy Chastain scores the game-winning uh-huh. penalty kick against China in the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah and tears off her shirt, and yeah. it was one of the best. Oh, my God. Amazing. It's, like, um, iconic. Yeah. I, she got into a lot of trouble about that. Fuck that shit. Um, I know she did. I went to a women's uh, U.S. soccer game. uh <sighs> Last year, right around, and they were celebrating the 10-year anniversary of that, and they had the whole women's soccer team from that win uh-huh. on, and I, oh my God, I bawled like a baby.
1: Um, <laughs> I cry
0: at sports a lot. Um, so uh, July 16th, 1999, off the coast of Martha's Vineyard, a plane crashes that was piloted by John F. Kennedy Jr., yeah. killing him, his wife, Carolyn Bessette Kennedy, and her sister, Lauren Bessette. While they were on the way to his cousin's wedding. Yep. Those Kennedys who man. Was,
1: Yeah. It's so sad, Rory. She's the saddest one. Yeah. She was
0: uh she was in Utero when her dad was murdered. Yeah. Aaron knows a lot about the Kennedys. If you ever need a, if you ever need a, <laughs> a refresher course, Aaron Hensley is the way, place to go. Um, the first, okay, July 22nd, 1999, the first version of MSN Messenger is released by Microsoft. Hmm. July 22nd to the, through 25th, 1999, the Woodstock 99 Festival is held in New York oh yeah yeah they were like all covered in mud (laughs) just remember yeah yeah, totally covered in mud um july 25th 1999 lance armstrong wins his first tour de france (laughs) and now it's vacated yeah (laughs) no longer has won that tour de france yeah um (laughs) he did that was the date and finally, on July twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine, the last Checker taxi cab in re- is retired in New York City and auctioned off for approximately one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Hmm. So that's what was little. What was going on that summer? It was a crazy summer. I do definitely remember some of those news stories pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Number one movie the week that this episode aired was Star Wars Mm -hmm. episode one, The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. It blew everything else out of the water. Right. Um, some of the other number ones through July are Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, Tarzan. Mm -hmm. American Pie, which I snuck myself into, even though I was too yeah. young to see an R-rated movie by yeah. myself. And that was one of the first ones where they actually did check. Um And Eyes Wide Shut, which I watched sitting oh, in yeah. between my parents at a movie theater. Oh, my God. I highly Whoa, do not recommend they took you to that? Dude, my mom loves Jeez. Stanley Kubrick, and so she always. Mm. But um do not recommend that experience. Do not watch that movie <laughs> with your parents. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> um, okay, Aaron. So we know that hanging on at number one, the song is Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca." It stayed right. number one for two more weeks before being usurped by Jennifer Lopez and her song yes. "If You Had My Love." Oh yeah, love that song. Yep. If you had my love, which took over for another five weeks at number one. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That song was followed by destiny's child uh a right. little song called bills 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 yep oh, yep, yeah, yep, oh yep. yeah hey my mci bill <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then of course uh wild wild west by uh, will smith featuring oh, drew God. hill and cool moldy cool Modi for one week so, wow. Uh, so next week I will give you those those all starting in August. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, but that's that's some of what we were listening to in the summer of 1999. I'm going to say it, the summer jams weren't as good as the spring jams. As the spring jams. I I want you to hold that thought until I give you the oh, end of okay. summer. Okay. Hold that thought to the end of uh-huh. summer. Mhm. Okay, okay. So Okay. So we're going to open in Dawson's room. Yeah, Dangerous Liaisons. No, it is The Age of Innocence. No? It's The Age of Innocence. Oh, okay. Yeah, with uh-huh. Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Winona Ryder is also in that movie. Just uh, for mm-hmm. those of you out there looking for a movie to watch, that one's not not uplifting. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I was just thinking, like, there are so few episodes that don't start in Dawson's room in season two. I had remembered that there were yeah. more, like, that started outside I know, it. me too. But there's really only, like, two or three. Yeah,
1: yeah. All and m- even if you, there's, like, only one, I think, that doesn't start at the Leary household. Right, yeah. Or no, two. I think there's two. There's two.
0: Yeah, the one where they're making out in the
1: yeah the ruins yeah and then the one and then the one
0: where they're at joey's house and jack's walking out yeah it's joey and jack exactly exactly um so dawson yeah yeah yeah. so dawson and joey are like lying on dawson's bed um and joey is of course in carpenter Mm -hmm. jeans um we're just going to close out the season (laughs) with some carpenter jeans she's really committing to that look yeah (laughs) and she's doing a lot of construction at the ice house i mean obviously clearly she needs a (laughs) hammer holder um so dawson like turns off the movie and he's like you know i've had enough unrequited love for one evening and they kind of have this great conversation where joey's like i don't know why i like love these kind of love stories like i'm into this yeah and he's like he's like She loves
1: stories that don't have happy endings.
0: Yeah. She's like, you know, there's like, that's actually kind of the deepest kind of love story. Because like, just because you can't be together doesn't mean you don't love each other. Um, And like, that's more powerful. And I was just like, first of all, petition to get Joey some goth makeup for season three, because like, (laughs) I'm into this like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm into this like Joey and Jen seemingly like becoming the same person with their no happy yeah. endings clause like
1: seriously just like I, I mean love I like it. that the writers are laying out like oh viewer <laughs> it's gonna get
0: real, yeah. And, um, but Joey's gonna be stoked on that. I said, you know, one of my notes, Erin, here was like, do I ring the meta bell or do I make the Chekhov's gun metaphor? Because there, I know both. I was gonna give <laughs> exactly. a little tap on the meta bell, but also this is a Chekhov's gun scenario, uh, most Excited. definitely. Um, and like, you know. I- I agree with Joey. This Joey, I love this Joey. I love that, like, she's like, in spite of the circumstances, people, these people never stop loving, even though they know they can't be together. And it's just like, this has my whole heart. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. And
1: da- <laughs> Dawson, however, is shook. <laughs> I mean. To
0: that the core. She- to the yeah. core. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like what do you mean
0: you should get what you want that's how life works out for me you know <laughs> yeah, um. yeah and um you know he's like will you always love me no matter the circumstances and seeing as i was watching the dvd right at that point paula cole started oh, giving, oh. doing her little and they yeah, they yeah. kiss yeah i know um, i know they yeah. kiss and she says it doesn't matter we get the happy ending and it goes right into the credits
1: <sighs> yeah,
0: so here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride, everyone. It's going to be a wild, wild ride. OK, we're ready.
1: So it's in the morning and Dawson's like, it's really sweet. He's asking Gail for like advice. Like yeah. it's very like loose about like, what should I do about this thing that I saw? But I'm not really going to tell you what happened. You know, well, he asked for father son
0: yeah. advice. And then uh-huh. like and then Gail's like and then it kind of we cut around and we see that it's actually Gail. He's asking for quote unquote father son advice. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to all the single moms that have to do both. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, he is, he's asking like, you know, I know something bad about someone I care about. Should I tell the someone I care about or, sh- or should I like try to forget that I know this bad thing? And, you know, Gail is basically like, you have two choices. You can tell the someone you really care about what the someone they care about has done, or you can go straight to the someone who has done the bad thing and confront them directly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Dawson's like that's solid advice. I know. <laughs> it's really it was like interesting to me
1: that Dawson goes to his parents for advice about this.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, because, like, we see so
1: commonly Pacey coming to Dawson for advice. Okay. Yeah. But, Pace, like, Dawson, it seems like Dawson would never go to Pacey for advice.
0: Right. And it seems like Pacey would be a person that he should possibly ask since he knows all the players in this game. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: And also he wouldn't he would have like confidence
0: too like a like you know it would be confidentiality agreement you know right right totally so gail says that like then changes the subject and is like you know i took i'm taking this job in philly um yeah. and i'm like tomorrow going to go to philly and sign the contract and like you know firm up my plans to relocate yeah and you know dawson's like is this what you want and gail's like yeah I, I like, I'm going to go chase my dream. And I was like, okay, I'm into this. I'm into doing that.
1: Good. No, totally. And then he kind of wonders about Mitch. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's just time for me to move on.
0: Yeah. he's kind she's kind of like, you know, I tried that and it didn't work and you know, I'm going to go do me. yeah I'm going to do me for a while. So exactly. Go do you. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, so then we go to Joey's where Dawson, like, comes to meet her before school i i have a lot of questions about how these teenagers get around i i, I we're supposed to assume i think that he rode there i on, think so but that i don't i don't know or, or took that yeah. speedboat that we never saw again after like episode <laughs> four um whatever
1: Thank god though Thank god. yeah it was so funny <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate that we didn't see it again but you know um so joey and like just- yeah go ahead no, Mr. Potter's like
1: kind of a good dad. He's like, Oh, so you guys all ready for finals? Like what's happening? You know? Yeah. And like, um, he's like being participatory.
0: Yeah. And he's like, you know, Joey goes in the house and as he does that, like Mike like Dawson asks Mike like if he's doing everything, like if he's doing okay and if everything he's doing is legal. And he kind of like <laughs> gives him this like like manly stare down.
1: Yeah. He, he Dawson you know always leans into being angry and kind of mad and he, <laughs> yeah. he does that his eyes like turn black and like stares him down yeah yeah you know it's like, yeah. really interesting you know and yeah. Mike's like uh like you can tell Mike's like oh, <laughs> oh shit, shit. Yeah.
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: um, and then Joey comes back out and Mike, Mr. Potter is like, Hey, you know, y'all could study at the ice house. Like it's closed down. Like it's a good place where you could just like, you know, all get together. There's probably,
0: (laughs) he's like, there's probably like leftover menu items (laughs) like, uh, I guess if they closed down a couple of days ago, that's fine. But I have some questions. I mean, I guess maybe
1: like a walk-in freezer filled with like fried food, maybe. Yeah, that they but like, make, yeah. But I was like, oh, <laughs> you're not really selling us on this, Mike. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I mean, true, true. So, um, so Dawson then like is like see a Mister Potter and like stares him down as we like, yeah. as we um they go off to school, um, yeah. And then we're supposed to get a music cue here that is supposed to be hit so hard by Hole. Oh. Yeah. That's perfect. Girl, Courtney for love. Jen. Yeah. yeah. And we cut to Jen and Jack at school and they're like drinking coffee and they're walking, <laughs> they're walking and they're talking they're about. They're like best friends already, I like ha- have the same gait, have the same like cup of coffee. Yeah. In- inject this directly into my veins, Aaron. I'm just here <laughs> for it um so they're talking about like the paper that jen was working on last night and she stayed up yeah. all night working on and jack asked what it's about and jen's like it's about teen suicide <laughs> and okay. jack kind of yeah jack kind of asks, like do you have a lot to say about teen suicide like yeah he's kind he's of like, like it's a pretty long essay like what's happening here yeah he's like do i like how how seriously should i be taking what you're saying right now yeah um Jen kind
1: of is like, well, in my research, I found out that like, you know, most teens have thought about it at least once, you know, and Jack's like, okay, do I need an intervention? Yeah, like,
0: like, yeah, okay, what, what are we speaking about? And Jen tells him like, she's not on the window ledge. But and Jack's kind of like, yeah, but, but that's, this doesn't seem great. This doesn't seem like a great thing that's happening. Yeah,
1: because he's like, she's like, well, I mean, you know, most teenagers have thought about it, like, haven't you? Right. <laughs> kind of, like, implying that, you yeah. know? And Jack's kind of like, whoa, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's, like, you know, vaguely, like, not in a real way. Yeah. Know? He's, like, <laughs> you know. Um, And I just wanted to pause here on Jen's mental health for a second, because, like, I've been trying to make the argument all season that Jen's mental health isn't really being treated the same as Andy's. Yeah. But, like, Andy had a mental health crisis that needed inpatient treatment. Yeah. But Jen's like this scene is like, my thing is like, that seems like the same kind of emergency level. Like if someone (laughs) is talking about suicidal ideation, like that is an emergency. (laughs) And, and so I don't know, like I, I have more to say about this and I'll say it throughout the episode, but like, just like, no, wild so Because two. yeah,
1: because obviously Andy has like a, a mental illness that is uh, she has a family history of it, right, and like right. she probably has like a chemical imbalance that needs uh, treatment through um, medication. Yeah whereas Jen has like a situational depression that like needs to be addressed through like coping skills and talk therapy yeah. and like it 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 does feel a little bit interesting especially given Jen's class yeah. that she hasn't been in therapy or it hasn't been encouraged for her you know yeah. throughout this because it's very clear that she is battling like some pretty severe depression right
0: you know totally totally
1: So um, and of course, given all of the circumstances have been thrust on her, like no, uh, no one could handle that without the aid
0: of, um, you know, intervention. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, right then and there we hear Graham's voice call for Jen. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That was good. That was a good. I was like, why is Graham's at school? I know. Uh, I mean, question.
1: A little bit. And how
0: did she find them, like, yeah. in the quad? Yeah, like, she's, she's just, a like, pretty big high standing, school, standing there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, Grams, like, tries to get Jen to move back in. Um, like,
1: what the fuck do you want? Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> and Jen's like, you know, I don't need to move in. I have a home. Yeah. And Grams um, is like, you know, this situation isn't okay. And then Jen says this thing that's like, it's Well, she says, Jack knows how to be alone. And, like, I want to learn this skill from him. Mm -hmm. And I, like, so, like, I'm okay and I'm going to, like, learn this. And I was like, that is such, like, a teenager thing to say. Yeah. And, like, I kind of love it for that, you know, that, Mm -hmm. like, she thinks that – Um. She thinks that, like, learning this skill of being alone is, like, the, of the utmost importance right now as a 16-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, you're going to learn that in your 20s. I uh, guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And I don't know if necessarily Jack has that skill yet. Like, he's only been no. alone for, like, a, a week maybe. We're not sure how long. Yeah, like a week, they said. yeah. It was a week before um, finals.
0: Yeah. And so, like, Grams, Grams is like, Jack doesn't have a choice. Right. And uh, and it, I'm also
1: like, yeah, but because of you, Jen doesn't either. Right. Right.
0: Uh, my note was just like, these kids are dealing with so fucking much. Like, Jesus I know. Christ. <laughs> I know. And Jen tells Grams, like, you know, you haven't addressed why I left. So, like, no, I'm not coming home. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like Jen kind of walks away, and and Jack like looks back and nervously like nods at Grams. Is kind of like yeah, okay, okay. And like (laughs) ushers Jen away, you know. Yeah. So, um. So then we move over to John Witter. Yeah, um, He's who,
1: dropping off Pacey in his police car? His police car, <laughs> and, and like hilariously, we hear on the like speaker that they're like staking out the ice house. Yeah, And why did he have that? Like, what? He just like like you would think that. Why, why did Pacey hear that?
0: For the show, <laughs> I know <laughs> what is happening. Why did Mike get out of prison when he did? I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> for plot development. <laughs> um, and like, Pacey's like, don't fucking harass Joey's dad. Yeah, like, come on, like he did his time.
1: Like, let him be a new person. Like, why are you doing this? You know, right. and like.
0: And, you know, Pacey's like, you know, he deserves a break. Like, give this guy a break, man. And, and John's like, don't worry about this. It has nothing to do with you. And like, is basically like, don't screw up this final you're going to. And, and then Pacey kind of pushes him back. Like, why do you never say anything positive to me? Like, yeah. your, <laughs> your advice is to not screw up, you know, not anything positive. And Pacey's just like, you know what a pleasure it is to talk to you you fucking asshole like Like, fuck fuck you 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 know (laughs) yeah
1: and um and then mr witter's like to pacey like you've been grumpy since andy left and you shouldn't let a girl ruin your life
0: yeah and he grabs pacey's arm like when he Uh, does it yeah and then super aggressive and violent yeah 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 it's very threatening and pacey's like can i go now sir Ugh. And he gets out of the car. It's like it's fucking tense. Like, I mean, it's so
1: like interesting. Obviously, I'm just going to let the viewers know because they might get mad at me. But I am for the abolition of police. So I'm going to take some turns um, yeah. in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But like, again, this is the storytelling that we've had since we were teenagers. Right. About police.
0: Right. That like this like, is guy. This is a, is
1: a guy who gets to say who's quote doing the right thing and the wrong thing. And he also gets to determine what a fucking crime is, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like we know, like, you know, Mr. Potter's like dealing cocaine, but like, how is that worse than what Mr. Witter is doing to his son? His son, he's being violent towards his son. Absolutely. You know, the way I define crime apparently is different in America <laughs> than the way <laughs> Americans define it.
0: Uh, than the way, uh, cops define it. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say that I listened to the DVD commentary of the last episode and Paul Stupen, who's the executive producer, talks about the episode Uncharted Waters. Right. Um, which is like where they go fishing and, Apparently, the network fucking hated that episode, which actually is weird because I think it's one of the highlights Uh, of the season. Um, I like the network did not want to air it. That's how badly they hated it. They were like going to pull it from the air schedule and just air it in the summer. Oh, weird. And but the the show, the executive producers were like, No, it's got Mr. Witter in it, and like yeah. he's gonna come back at the end of the season and we need to introduce him. Right. So yeah. So like that's why that episode aired, Uncharted Waters. Isn't that crazy? Huh. That is kind of wild. Anyway, so Dawson sees Pacey leave the car and like, you know, he, he Dawson asks if Pacey's heard from Andy yet, but Pacey's like, no. So we kind of get that, like, Pacey's on-edgeness is a little bit, I think, has to do with his...
1: Yeah, like, he doesn't know, not only does he not know what's going on with Andy, like, in her journey,
0: but he also doesn't know what's going on between the two of them. Right right so we go into um a classroom and mr milo the um the guidance counselor yeah thank you is, is proctoring this exam and he watches pacey basically like put his head on the desk and not not, like take not the not test. Take, yeah yeah so <sighs> poor pacey i know um so then we go over to the ice house <laughs> this scene is wild <laughs> Where, Dawson? So we
1: find out Dawson, Dawson, Dawson finds Mr. Potter. And this is when we find out he's choosing to take the advice from Gail of confronting the person who did something
0: wrong. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's super wild. Um, Cause he's like, you know, I saw you like do this. And like, I can't believe that like a man who claims to love his children would traffic cocaine through the family business. And like, I think that anyone engaged in this criminal activity should remove himself from the situation. Like Dawson's, like super self righteous about it.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's obviously like really immature, so I give him space for that, you know. Because he maybe hasn't seen enough like crime shows, crime dramas, you know, or like just like how this like unfolds. He's like, "This is wrong. Why are you doing this?" You know. But Mm -hmm. again, it's like kind of like super wild because it does check out story wise. Even when we were teens, you know, being like. Yeah, I mean, you know, you need money.
0: Right. Right. And I like I'm going to have some notes going back to like what you were talking about last week because like Dawson confronts Mike, but like I agree with you that like this is not good storytelling. Yeah. Because Mike hasn't said why he's stuck. Like Yeah. You know, he he tells Dawson he's stuck and that like And Dawson then is, like, a smart man would do everything in his power, like, to unstick himself. And I'm, like, okay, what's... It's so fucking
1: hard because it's, like, again, this, like, these two white men, and it's like the one of privileges, like, you're doing this wrong. I'm gonna tell you what to do, even though I'm sixteen and never worked a day in my life. Well, I guess he has like a after school job, you know. Sure, sure. You know, like haven't supported a family, haven't paid like a mortgage ever, you know. Right. I'm gonna tell you how to support your family, how to live your life, given all of the circumstances you've been through.
0: Well, and then it's like we don't know if like Mike owes people things from, like, before he went to prison or or, while he was in prison? prison. Is he, like, trying to get the family out of this crippling debt that we've sort of heard, like, some rumor about? Yeah. But, like, we don't really know. So we don't even know, like,
1: if he he was just, like, holding on to the drugs or, like, what was happening,
0: you know? Right. And, like, and so, like, we don't know why he's going back to this. Yes. And, like... I actually think there are compelling reasons for this, like for why he could be, yeah. So, so anyway, so
1: and Dawson just like in his mind, he's like, "Well, you don't do that. You just need to fix this problem, get unstuck." And you're like, "I don't know." Like, kind of like getting in, running with drug dealers, like cocaine dealers, like that could be a bad scene. Exactly, Exactly. Like he could,
0: Mitch or sorry, Mike could very well like be doing this against his will. I, no, no, no. I agree. Like, we don't know anything. And the show doesn't give us any of that information. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and again, it's like, you know, they talk
1: about later in the episode where it's just very black and white to Dawson. Yeah, it's like drug dealing's bad. Just
0: stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna have more to say in that scene <laughs> where they talk about that. Um, so I want to say we go to the next scene. I think it's after commercial. Yeah, there is I like, I know that I talk about this sometimes, that it makes me absolutely crazy that, like, some of the music and some of the ways in which they have put this show out after its first initial Mm -hmm. run Uh is, like, so disrespectful to the fact that people are actually fans of this show and, like, would like to watch it. So the beginning of this where we so we're tracking we have this like tracking shot that like goes up Dawson's porch to Mitch and Gail mm-hmm. the start of that tracking shot is the actual song that is supposed to be playing uh-huh. from the like original air it's a it's a song that is on the soundtrack it's called Letting Go by sauzy S-O-Z-Z-I mm-hmm. I don't know why I just said that with an accent but that's yeah. how it came out um, and then like it's like three or four seconds of that song, and then it changes to the song that they actually replaced Whoa. the Letting Go song with. It's crazy. Wild. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, because uh, it started and I was like, I know this is the song that plays, because I've like yeah. watched this yeah, 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 yeah. so many times. Um, and then it it changes. Um, hmm. So I just like hate that they were that careless with this shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway so gail and mitch are on the porch of the learys and they're like figuring out the logistics yeah
1: they're like finally talking about the plan and gail is gonna move and mitch is gonna move back into the house and dawson's gonna stay at the house with mitch yeah and like and you know he Gale's gail's like i don't i don't really think it's fair to uproot dawson right and and mitch is kind of pissed <laughs> Yeah. Because he yeah. thinks Gail is choosing what's best for Gail and not their son. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Gail's like, bitch, what's best for me is best
0: for my son. Yep. Because Gail is a queen and a boss. Yes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and, like, Gail's kind of like, you know, she offers all this great stuff. She's like, maybe in the summer, you know, Dawson can come to Philly and intern. Like, if, he, yeah. if he'd like, he could intern at the station. And like Gail is kind of like, "Look, you and I both know I've outgrown my career in Capeside. like there's nothing really holding me here, you know, and like Dawson's gonna be cared for I will see him yeah. as much as possible, like you know, but I gotta take this is a huge job job opportunity, and like, yeah, I mean, it just like like financially like
1: Gail was supporting Mitch while he lived in their house when they were married. Sure. And now she has to like support him while he doesn't live at their house. Right. <laughs> totally. So it would be beneficial like to both of them and to Dawson that she would get this like financial boost, you yeah. know, from this yeah. new position, you know, totally. because then hit he- Dawson's lifestyle won't change.
0: Absolutely. And like, Yeah. And I I just, I think Gail is totally in the right here until the very end of the scene where she tells Mitch that she's leaving tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, hey, um, pack up all your boxes in 24 hours and like come back to the house. Like, what? Well, cause, and like, again, with the timeline shit for these writers, like, I, she told Dawson that she's going there tomorrow to like sign some papers, yeah, and like to maybe like figure out an apartment. But like, she's not moving there tomorrow. She's gonna be gone for a little bit. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, maybe she's just doing this to like throw to, daggers like, at Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, totally. But
1: it's super weird because Mitch just
0: like shook.
1: He's like, "Whoa, Whoa okay, <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> yeah." And then um and so then we go to the ice house where yeah. our like crew is all studying yeah and-, and sheriff witter comes in and he looks at pacey and he's like what are you doing here
1: yeah <laughs> he's just like <laughs> you don't give a fuck what i do so like what do you mean and also like these are my friends like what? well and, like
0: we all have books open like we're clearly studying <laughs> it looks like we're doing like i thought you were a police officer <laughs> um and like john asked to speak to mike who like appears from the back and invites him back to like not talk in front of the kids yeah and And he
1: like looks at pacey and she's like what's happening
0: yeah and like what's going on and pacey's like don't look at me like my father's crusades are his own deal yeah and i i wanted to say like i feel like this and there's like the episode where Joey and Pacey are planning Dawson's surprise party. Yeah. And like this. And then do they even interact at all in season two other than these two moments? I mean, only in group settings. In group settings. But like, yeah. you know, in season one, we got that episode where they like go look for snails or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. we haven't, they have not been around each other at all in season no. one or in no. season two. So, season. yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, so John asks mike if he's like seen this person yeah he like shows uh sheriff witter shows uh, mr potter like a
1: photo it's like have you seen this person around yeah and mike's like no we're just friends yeah and, like, and sheriff Queens. witter's like yeah. he's a known drug dealer we know he's dealing drugs and <laughs> like Super weird. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and was it the guy from the Merchant Marine? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. It was such like a an a anonymous like a, white guy that exactly. I was like, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, I don't know. It's like watching Game of Thrones. I can't exactly. tell any of them apart. <laughs> um, so so Joey ex- Sheriff
1: Twitter leaves and and Joey like ex- excuses herself to go to the back and she's like, oh no, yeah, Sheriff Twitter's there, and uh she's like, what's happening? Yeah, she you know. kind of gets
0: attitude y with him. And and like, you know, Sheriff Witter's like, we're we're all done, like, all good. Yeah. And and Mike kinda like, you know, is like, oh man, you should stop by next week when we're open. Like, I'll give you some a free dinner. And I'm just saying, in twenty twenty, I would I would watch every second of a show about these adults and their like fucking weird history. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously 1999 julia could not have cared less but 2020 julia's like i don't know give me this one (laughs) give me this tv show like how mitch like interacts with all these people yeah exactly and like joey kind of is like these these, you know they're gonna keep bugging us aren't they
1: yeah it's really sad i mean you know we just see what it's like to be over policed you know and like how it affects children
0: totally and and mike's just joey has never committed a crime but she has the police around her at all times right and and mike's like no like they're not gonna leave us alone for a while like he he kind of understands like no this is the deal for for a little while at least yeah yeah. so then dawson comes back to find joey and like Joey's joey's so
1: mad like, she's so mad that she has to like constantly interact with the police and the police
0: don't make her feel safe. And Dawson like defends the police to her. Right. Like, I get that Dawson understands that Joey's dad, like, from his perspective, Joey's dad has committed crimes yet again. And so, in Dawson's mind, like, the police need to be there looking mm-hmm. into this. Like, I don't agree with that, but I get his, I get where he's coming from. Um, Uh, The storytelling makes sense. Yeah.
1: Obviously like, I'm just like where I'm coming from. (laughs) Like I said to the listeners, I'm like, fuck you, Dawson. This is fucking bullshit. This is so crazy. This is wild like you know like joey doesn't feel safe around the police you should be mad about that yeah more mad than someone's fucking selling cocaine like who can we just end the war on drugs that shit's bullshit you yeah. know so the people to who started have admit that have admitted I'm trying to tone that down no. you know don't tone it down so annoying you know to like see the representation that we're seeing now of like you know white people being like oh we need the police and you're like why why <laughs> Absolutely. The situation would be different if we had Care Not Cops, if there was people
0: helping Mike transition out of jail. Right. And that's the thing. And, like, I I have some notes about this throughout, too, is, like, the – maybe I want to talk about it when we get a little further into the episode, but, (laughs) like, the community around the Potters. Yes. I think there's, like, I see so many opportunities for just helping – yes and like that is not the direction that we're about to go in so um i i'll have more to say about that soon um like so yeah joey's super mad and she's like to dawson like why aren't you mad about this yeah she says you "You should be mad you're part of this family now too Mm -hmm. and like oh man i it's that's so hard for me because you know aaron that chosen family like it like affects me deeply. Like I, I am, I I love the idea of chosen family. I think it's so important. Um, And I think it's so important for a kid like Joey who, you know, for so much of, or for all of basically how we've seen her doesn't have any parents. Right. um, You know, has this sort of cobbled together family and some of them are, you know, related by blood and some aren't. Um, but Dawson does. And I think he looks at it differently than she does. And I think that's really I mean, interesting. What's interesting to me, to be
1: mm-hmm. honest, is like she says you're chosen family now, too. Like, you know, now where it's yeah. like. So now that you're making out and like, you know, there's romance right. involved, then he's part of your family, which I right. like I just fundamentally disagree. They've been chosen family since they were kids, you know, totally. Um, And like it, it's interesting that you know Dawson wouldn't have yeah Joey's but- back about how she feels about her father
0: you yeah. know no totally I
1: mean it, it's a difficult situation it's hard to say what I would do at 16 and I saw a friend with like a bag of a friend's parent with a bag of cocaine but um you know it yeah, I just I just have a different opinion on drugs. Like you know, like we talked in the past yeah. couple of episodes. My parents are Republicans, but they were like, uh, we should legalize drugs and tax that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we should just tax that. Is <laughs> that you know? so the so only I, time
0: your parents have uh, advocated for new taxes?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think my parents think fiscal policy could s- solve everything. I so know, yeah, I'm taxing. <laughs> you know, you tax things you want to discourage. I yeah. was I was
0: making a Republican yeah. joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um,
1: and so, yeah, like that's just like, that's like a, I don't know, that, I don't know if people are Republican like that anymore, but that used to be a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, did. it used to be that. It used to be that. Um, and that I was willing to engage in conversation about. Um, so, in the back, like Mike then takes a duffel bag full of packets of cocaine and mm-hmm. like he looks really nervous. So, we see that like it's not just the one bag of cocaine. Are the packets in Ziplocs still or did they <laughs> upgrade to actual <laughs> pouches? Did you notice? Yeah, I you couldn't tell. Okay. It was just too fucking weird. All right. Because
1: all the kids are there. Like I'm I so, know. Like, so wild, like how much Mike is spinning. Like you I know, know I like, know. Just like what? The 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 sheriff might still be in the premises like don't go to your stash of
0: drugs like play it cool man like come on I mean yeah Aaron, you're I think you're a better drug dealer than Mike and you're not a drug dealer um so then they go to the front of the or so then we go back to the front of the ice house where like yeah. Jen and Jack are grabbing coffee
1: yeah and like, Jack wants to like talk to Jen about grams you know you know and Jack's kind of like I mean that's a pretty good offer like she's like offering you to come back yeah. like, you know like wh- where's your head out about that right and Jen's like nothing's nope. fucking changed there's no way I'm going back to that hellhole that right. was so
0: miserable you know yeah and, and Jack, like Jack's like but Graham's is right that like your situation is not mine like yeah we're in different situations and Jack, Jen's kind of hurt by this. Like, she's like, you know, Jack, I thought we had, like, developed this closeness. And Jack's like, we definitely we have. have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were right. That is 100% true. Right. And Jen's like, so, like, why do you want me to leave? And Jack's like, that is not what I said. Yeah. Like, you know.
1: Yeah. And Jack reminds them that they're under the same amount of the same scrutiny because, like, they both are being judged for their sexuality.
0: Right. Exactly. And... You know,
1: Jack's and like, like
0: so, so Jen's like, you know, is it, it like bringing up my grandmother talking about me moving in is like it's obvious where that leads to like us, you know, like being apart. And Jack's like, you know, is this what you did with her? Were you like twist her words and like convince? Yeah, to fit your narrative. Right. And I like I don't love how that's how he says it but like I get where he's coming from
1: totally um, I mean he definitely should be calling her out about this like wait, wait is this what's happening you know like because look I've already told you I'm on your side at you know we're a team yeah and I, I'm not coming at it from like I want you to leave I'm not pushing you away I'm just trying to see create a space for you to be honest about where your head is about this
0: right because like he, Jack's like you know moving in isn't like- save you. It's not a salvation. Like, you know, my dad's gonna sell this house and then we're both gonna be homeless.
1: Like that's what's (laughs) this isn't a long term solution. So you know, I'm just trying to see like what our next steps are.
0: Right. I my thing what I said about I don't love like exactly how he says it. He he's a little bit angry when he says it. And Mm -hmm. I like I wish that it was a little less angry, but like I get where his head's at and I think he's right. So Jen then like comes back and is like, well by that point like homeless i'll have put myself out of my misery and jack's like don't say that yeah (laughs) like and then jen's like well Uh, i'll be gone by tonight yeah (laughs) jack's just kind of like what is happening yeah well and that's my thing is like jen is so fragile right here and like i think like i think what jack when Jack's like you know this isn't a permanent solution he's right but also like Jen's so fragile that it's like hard to like tell her these things right now and my thing is like well also I
1: think she misinterpreted or like you know misunderstood when he said this he meant like living in my dad's house that he's gonna sell not like you and me being friends right 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 yes
0: absolutely but my thing is, like, this is... What Jen is expressing to us right now is a mental health crisis, again. Mm-hmm. Unlike Andy's, like, we are not talking about it in that way. You know? No. And so... Yeah. I I mean... Uh, you know, I, I actually like this storyline a lot. I kind of wish that it had been dealt with the same sort of gravitas that Andy's had been dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, so then a brick flies through... Yeah. <laughs> Then absurdly, a firebomb <laughs> is thrown through an ice house with the ice house window. What? But okay. it's like in the back, so we don't see it, or or like our our kids don't see it's it like or a hear it. Molotov cocktail. Uh, it though. is like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I don't know how nobody sees or hears this. Um like a um, crashing on the window. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um and, and so, things yeah, light on Pacey. fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a fire happening. Okay. Yeah. And then Pacey follows his dad out yeah. to like yell at him for embarrassing Mr. Potter.
0: Yeah. And he's <laughs> and,
1: ugh, I hate Mr. I hate John Witter.
0: Yeah. So John John calls tells like Pacey, like, I know you're blowing your finals. And like, yeah. you know, I talked to Mr. Milo and he t- told me you haven't written a word on any of your exams. And, and Pacey's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then um, Mr. Witter's like, I don't want you hanging out at the ice house. Like yeah. Mr. Potter's like, a known felon and it doesn't make me look good.
1: Yeah. Get your stuff and leave, you know. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, OK. So you care about reputation, but you like perpetuate this like townwide reputation of your son.
0: Right. And like, you know, Mr. Mr. Witter's like, get your stuff. Like, and Pacey's like, no. They kind of fight back and forth. And then Mr. Witter hits Pacey in the face. Yeah.
1: Okay. This is the person that is supposed to be protecting and serving Cape Side. Yeah. And determining who is criminals.
0: Yeah. He she... just hit his son in the face. Child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's bad. That's really yeah. bad. Yeah. So we go inside, and Mike has now realized that the building is on fire. Thank God someone did. (laughs) He starts flushing cocaine down the toilet.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: And And one of the kids are like, do you smell smoke? Yeah. (laughs) And so they see the fire, and then outside, Pacey and Mr. Witter see the fire. So like everyone kind of figures it out. And then Joey like runs to the back to like get her dad. It's like very this is like very like (laughs) like it's supposed to be dramatic but it's so absurd that you like you cannot be present in the scene. Yeah it is. It's pretty absurd because like Jen kind of just like stands there and Jack like tries to get her to leave. (laughs)
1: She's like staring at the flames
0: just like you know like tripping
1: out on acid or something you know.
0: And then Pacey like picks up Joey and like. Yeah Joey's screaming
1: daddy yeah and like yeah yeah and casey picks her up and like to like carry her, her out yeah yeah
0: and, and then, then dawson's like i'm gonna be a hero and starts like he's got a f- he's like next to mr witter with a fire extinguisher and they're like put putting out parts of this <laughs> fire and they like break mr potter out of the back office and like yeah. get they get outside and yeah, then so like we see
1: like joey is like holding pacey's hand like watching the ice house and like jack is holding jen yeah and then like out of the ice house runs like mr witter and then like mr potter and dawson yeah what
0: yeah okay it's i mean it's dramatic joey's got like
1: soot on her face and like goes to hug her dad yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's it's a a lot lot (laughs)
0: it's like like you wish you were in the writer's room for this (laughs) okay so, Aaron, um, I listened to the DVD commentary. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul Stupin does express some regrets about some of the storytelling on this episode. I will With, say. What parts? What parts? Uh, definitely something at the end, which I will talk uh-huh. about. Um, and also, like, he's like, you know, the story got away from us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, you know, we wanted Mike Potter back and we kind of wanted this like they were basically like Katie Holmes and um Gareth, I forget his last name, Williams I think. Williams. Okay. Um he they were like so good together that they like wanted to bring them back together and like mm-hmm. knew that like they worked so well in the season finale of season 1. Like they brought so much drama. It really like gr- like made that season finale like, yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And they like wanted to do it again. And I think they just like <laughs> they like started these storylines and like didn't like have a like ending ch- thought <laughs> out. Shows. So it just like it, 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 sh- it sort of like got out of control. I, that's what it yes. seemed like he was saying. Um... Yeah, it does show uh, this. Like we've been saying, this could have been done in a really interesting way. Um, it's done very clunkily. I mean, yeah. literally, there's a Molotov cocktail that just flew in a window. <laughs> okay. So, so
1: there we are.
0: he is then, like, scolding Mike. He, like, stares him down. Like, <laughs> what the f***? Mr. Potter. Mm. Yeah. And... He like we so so we go to a commercial and we come back in the fire departments, like they're putting out the fire. Yeah and then like that's when Dawson starts being like, Are are you like this is your way of taking care of things? Like (laughs) you need to go to the police. And Mike's like, It's too dangerous to go to the police. And like here's Yeah Like here's where I'm like, Dawson (laughs) I know. See, you don't really understand all of this. Cause like I know. Him going to the police could get him killed. If you know anything about being in you know, if you've watched a god I mean, presumably Dawson has watched a mafia movie at some point. I know. That's why it's like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um so then Joey comes up and he, she, yeah, because
1: Mike's like, Mr. Potter's like, it, it's too dangerous. Yeah. And then Dawson's like, just tell him everything, you know, and, and you're like, that's why it's dangerous. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then Joey comes he up. happens to snitches. Come on. Yeah. There's, it's like something about stitches. I don't know. I, I, yeah. there's a, there's a funny little saying that <laughs> rhymes. Um, Joey comes up and is like, you know, Dawson, they're looking for the hero next. That's yeah. you. And then oh Dawson's like, God. I'm not a hero, Joey, which I I just want to put my fucking face through a window. I just <laughs> like I'm done with him. And you no, know, because the whole writing,
1: the storytelling of this episode as the viewer was supposed to be like, Dawson's such a good guy. Uh-huh. He's such a hero. He's the hero. He's the Drug hero. Deal- drugs are bad.
0: OK. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> okay and and like mike is like no dawson you saved my life you are the hero and then dawson says some situations are too tragic tragic to have a hero and <laughs> i i just hate every second of that i mean there, this situation
1: isn't tragic but also there are no heroes here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all of those things a, are true at once a burning fire building okay, okay cool whatever yeah
0: and then like Dawson's parents come and like run up to him, yeah. And like you know, Joey hugs her dad, and we see Bessie and and Alexander come up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we see everyone kind of like with their with their like not chosen families, yeah. Um, and then we go over to John Witter and Pacey, and Mm -hmm. John's like, you know, Mike's in it up to his neck, like, and he knows it, you know. Yeah, and Pacey's like, you don't fucking know that. Yeah. And John's just is like a random arson incident in Cape's incident in Cape Side? Like, I don't think so. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Is the depiction of the police that he's like a random arson incident doesn't just happen. Obviously, this guy's dealing drugs. Is that like the the detective work I'm I'm supposed (laughs) to buy? I'm just wondering going to your point about the, the, <laughs> the depiction of the police. Since we're kids, no wonder millennials are like defund the police. I, yeah. My, my literal note is I wonder why folks are in the street demanding the police be defunded. <laughs> Hard, like, to okay. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. So then John tells Pacey to drive himself home, like, and gives him a key. So it's presumably his police car. So yeah, like, I'm no. like, Oh, okay. So you know that your son you drives are cool this car. It. Okay. <laughs> okay 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 just like
1: it's like one of those situations where john witter's like low-key cool with it but then he uses it as a tool to abuse his son when he like wants to
0: totally and you know who's the criminal here yeah (laughs) (laughs) do i'm not arguing um so john's like you know um you got like go home before you make another embarrassing comment and like pacey's basically like fuck you i'm gonna walk home <laughs> like yeah like, i don't want fuck your fucking car. i don't have a home <laughs> and and then um john's like as if i care and pacey's like nobody assumed you did yeah <laughs> like everyone knows you're cape side's worst father and there are other cops around that hear this right there are two yeah. other cops that are like in the background and so P- john then kind of like does this thing where he's like To those cops is like, excuse my son, boys, his girlfriend left and now it's his time of the month, which, of course, you know, sent me through the goddamn roof. (laughs) Yes, me too. Like, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. I Anyway, and so then like John tries to grab Pacey's arm. In front of other cops. Yeah. And Pacey's like, do not touch me. (laughs) Um, And... John then looks around and he's like it's, finally grew a pair. Yeah, my boy finally again gets a is pair. Is like,
1: oh, okay, so this is how um you think masculinity should
0: be. Yeah, I, my my note was the layers of toxic masculinity in this are exhausting. Like <laughs> yes. I'm exhausted watching this. Like that, like he's acting this out for these other cops. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like I there's a part of me that's like, what does this look like if those cops aren't there? Like. And, like, the fact that, like, this guy feels like he needs to act that kind of masculinity out mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's just a lot. And then John says, like, all it took for Pacey to grow a pair was for to get his heart broken by some little girl with a few screws loose. <laughs> I, I just can't. <laughs> and at that point, Pacey punches him in the face which um i know you're very anti-violence i i try to be very anti-violence but i feel that this was fully deserved and i cheered
1: oh my god fucking it, punch him in
0: the face it's just too sad
1: to cheer like that this is pacey's father you know i i hear um, that
0: yeah i hear that but like i was just and like,
1: the, just the good. way he talks about andy and like the,
0: women in general
1: the layers of like yeah just like yeah.
0: The layers of misogyny, the layers of toxic yeah. masculinity, the, just all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrible parenting, you know, abusive parenting. And this is a person who's in a position of power citywide, yeah. you know. hmm and so Pacey tells his dad, like, basically, like, Andy did more for me in six months than you did in 16 years. So, like, yeah. you can be shitty to me all you want. But if you say another thing about Andy, and at that point, he calls her the woman, the woman I love, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll be policing this town from a hospital bed. Yeah. I was like, whoa.
1: Uh, oh, you know, and it's very hard. You can see how Pacey has to really, really work really hard on managing his anger. Yeah. Because he has been taught violence his whole life.
0: Oh, totally. And Pacey like turns then to his dad, he goes to walk away and then turns and is like, even if Mr. Potter was involved with this, he's 10 times the father you ever were. Yeah. And And again, it's like
1: such a representation of what I'm saying of millennials being like, Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> so we're saying Mike Potter is the criminal. Right. When you lay hands on me over and over, you're the epitome of a toxic masculinity. You have the gall to call someone who's handling her mental illness like crazy, yep. you know, and judge them for it. Yep. And like somehow you're supposed to be in a position of power and to protect and serve our community. Right. The community you're creating is actually not a safe place for Joey. Nope. For Pacey. Nope. For Andy. Nope. We don't know what he has to say about Jack, but we can guess. Yeah,
0: I can take a stab. The only
1: person who feels safe here is Dawson. Right. Is that the world we're trying
0: to create? No, Erin, that's the world we're trying to tear down, girl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Keep doing it. So we go to the Potters (laughs) then.
1: and Bessie, and, and, Mike Bessie are, and Mike are like discussing plans to get like an insurance adjuster out yeah. they're like we're gonna fix this problem which like I love Bessie she's such a go-getter Such <laughs> a know. fucking hustler I know she is she's like all right all right I got it I gotta get my personal you know yeah. I gotta get State Farm out here rebound <laughs> you know? we're gonna rebound we're yeah gonna get we got this, done. this yeah you know?
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Joey comes in and she's like all right what the fuck's going on here yeah The police have the, they have it taped off the scene. This is pretty sus to me.
0: Yep. And she's like, you know, Mike's, Mike's kind of like, well, it was arson. So, you know, they're going to, of course, check it out, which is true. And Joey's like, tell me you knew nothing about how this started or like what this was. Very sus. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike's kind of like,
1: like, as God is my witness, I have no idea. And we're like. Why are you
0: bringing God into this? We know you ain't religious. (laughs) And then Bessie comes out and basically is like, Josephine Potter, you stop it right now. And I was like, whoa, Bess, what the fuck, man? Also, can I have a whole show about these Potter sisters and their dynamic? Because I would watch the hell out of that, too. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And Joey just is like, I want him to swear that he's telling the truth. Like, you know, do, yeah, do I know. you know I mean, He started the fire and he says no and then she kind of like smiles and looks relieved like yeah
1: she hugs him mm-hmm. no i mean it's interesting like how quick bessie is to trust mike yeah I you know and like so joey takes bessie's lead at times but there are times when she's just like mm, yeah this is I suspect
0: don't, <laughs> i don't know about this, this situation <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, so, um, we go over to the Leary house then.
1: And and Dawson is talking to Mitch and Gail and getting
0: advice about what he saw. And they say that he has to go to the police. Yeah. And this scene, it's so interesting. I have so much to say about this scene. So, okay, let's, let's get a little, let's, we're going to, let's set it up a little bit and then we'll, we'll really dig in. So, Dawson is basically like, how can i do this to joey like she finally gets her family back and what i'm going to like be the one that takes that away yeah and mitch is like hard pass after one month you know mr potter's back to his old ways yeah and um i want to say first of all this is not part of my broader point but just a note that the timeline is yet again off um because in 220 so two episodes ago Mm -hmm. It was like the timeline was that it had been a month, month since Dawson and Joey got together at the wedding, Uh which Mr. Potter was in. And then it's been two episodes since then. So I think it's been a little more than a month. Like it's been probably a couple months. The drug dealing has only been a month. Yeah, but he says it's been a month since he got out of prison
1: and he's already committed the
0: crime that put him there. So the timeline's okay. Yeah. Um and uh then Dawson's like, you know, I wish I hadn't seen what I saw, which like relatable. I get that. And And Gail's kinda like it's not safe for Joey. Yeah. And and Gail says that Joey needs his strength, even if that strength doesn't come in a way that Joey wants. Which yeah, that was hard that's hard for me to stomach. I mean (laughs) I mean, at least Gail's looking out for Joey. Mitch isn't. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like Mitch is kind of like, you know, I you have to go to the police and there's nothing else to do but go to the police. And Dawson's like, well, there's one more thing I can do. So it's really weird
1: because like I would be different if my kid sure. came to me and told this to me. I wouldn't. Yeah. I can imagine saying to my kid, like, you have to
0: go to the police. Right, right. Totally. And, like, I really think it's... And, it, and like, we
1: could imagine, like, Gail and Mitch, they know John Witter. They have his fucking home number. Right. We could imagine that. Their they kids just call are him best up friends. And, yeah, they could just call him up be like, John, like, I don't know. You know, we love Joey. We, like, you know, but, like, Dawson said he saw this right. and, like. We're just passing it on. Right. You know, that seems like more of like the, the Mitch and Gale vibe. <laughs> Why are they making Dawson do this? Totally.
0: Totally. And my thing is like, we're in this upper middle class white, yeah. white household, Yes. And we have They're these people. They're determining what's going to happen. Right. We have to these. To Joey. Yep. Without Joey being there. Yeah. We have people telling their son that he needs to send his girlfriend's Father to prison their surrogate daughter yeah and like yeah i said not to mention that said girlfriend is like a surrogate daughter to them you know and so i feel like this is just like not the way to solve this problem like the carceral system isn't gonna solve it you know the Uh oh and it's just interesting to me
1: like that dawson goes to his his parents for advice on this
0: yeah i mean i could see i could see doing that um i could i probably i, mean, I, I think i would have done see it doing
1: that i mean i would have just gone to my friend and said like this is what i saw
0: yeah i think i would have gone to my friend first um yeah and then and then if that didn't work go to my parents and be like i i don't know what to do here um you know yeah but i i would have gone to the friend first definitely yeah so yeah i mean i think like i said i, I have more to say th- to this throughout but this scene really stuck out to me as like, look at these like upper middle class people deciding yeah, like trying to decide the fate of this I poor know. girl who doesn't have a f- any fucking parents
1: and like again we don't dawson only saw a bag of drugs he right. didn't know what the fuck was happening with that right. so like You know, like the conclusions that he draws from it are his own conclusions that he draws, which is, again, like why I'm like, I don't know. I would just go to my friend and be like, look, I saw your dad pull out a bag of cocaine. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I I don't think that's a good scene.
0: Right. But uh, probably not great, but just like letting you know. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, put a pause in that conversation. I'm going to have more to say on it. But yeah. we go then to Jack's house and yeah. Jack is like, Jen, <laughs> like you just like stood there and did not run from that fire. Like I'm hella worried about. Yeah, you. this is very worrying. And Jen says that she was in shock. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, tell me the fucking truth. Like you've been yeah. making these comments. Like, do you mean them? Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> just be straight up. I'm creating a space for you to be honest so tell with me. me.
0: And Jen says she's not the kind of person that would take her own life, which I do not love. Um, There's not a kind of person that would take their own life. But it was 1999, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, we were just less, had less of this vocabulary. So, like, you know, I I understand that caveat. And Jen, like, tells Jack that she kept thinking that, like, maybe this was fate's way of providing her with an out. Like, she didn't have to do it herself. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I don't I didn't want to die, but like I didn't care enough to run.
1: Oh, my God. And Jack just like totally understands, actually. Yeah. Like, look, the pain of hating yourself is real. And you just want to like push everyone away. And that's totally natural. But like, girl, that's not going to make you happy.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he's just kind of like, I, I, I get it. But like. You can't keep doing this, like yeah. you know,
1: <laughs> and yeah. he reaches
0: his hand out it's actually it's a great shot. He reaches his hand out and she sort of reaches hers out and he pulls her up and pulls her into this hug, yeah, and just kind of holds her, yeah, oh, yeah she's, she's crying, yeah. and
1: he's just like holding her, mm-hmm. you know,
0: and they're just like really being there for each other, it's, yeah I mean, yeah, super sweet. I love this friendship, I mean, I just think, yeah, I, uh, God, I just love this friendship yeah. so much, um. So then we go to Joey's. It's, yeah. It's nighttime.
1: Sitting like, you know, in a Adirondack chair outside. They're or kind of like that.
0: janky, which I think like is supposed to tell us that they're poor, you know, yet again. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. us that they're totally. poor because they're like kind of not the best looking chairs. Yeah. And Dawson's like, I've got something. I I have something to tell you that you're not going to like. So I'm going to say it really quickly.
1: Yeah. And like your dad's dealing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, he's not right and he's like no i i saw it yeah i'm like
0: you just saw a bag of drugs i know i know and and he tells joey that the fire was was partially her dad's fault Um, but how does he know that he doesn't aaron (laughs) he doesn't he thinks that it has something to do with the drugs but, yeah, I mean, of course, that's like
1: true, but it, it's also like, what, why? You don't know that. I mean, again, he doesn't even know he's dealing drugs. It's just like he's jumping to so many conclusions, so you know? Many.
0: He needs to jump to conclusions, Matt, like in yeah. um, office space. Um, there's all these conclusions that you can jump to. Um, <laughs> so Dawson then like tells Joey that he ta- he like, it's like, I already talked to my parents. We've
1: determined your future. Yeah
0: he's he's like i talked to my parents and i talked to your dad which just
1: <laughs> like uh like, i just i know it's so fucked up and he's like i didn't want to tell you because i didn't want you to know and like <laughs> i didn't want
0: you to have to know like he's protecting her this girl who has lost her mother whose father has been in prison for the whole time this show he thinks he's protecting her from the shittiness of the world bro you have misjudged this situation. I know.
1: What? And he's like, This situation's uh, very dangerous, and you need to, you know, ask your father about this.
0: Yeah. And she's like, I did. I just asked him, and he said he's not involved. And Dawson's like, He lied to you. And then and she's just like, Why can't you just leave this out? Of, like, why can't you leave well enough alone yeah. and just let it go? Stop. And Dawson's like, you know, why would I lie about this? Which like that is fair. Um but she's kind of like, why are you doing this? Yeah, like why do you care about that? Yeah. And and she just
1: ultimates him. She's like, look, we're not going to survive this. Yeah. And and he's like
0: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's not exactly what he says, but yes, he, well, cause Dawson's like, you know, this is dangerous. Like maybe the police can help you, which I'm like, I mean, how, (laughs) how have they helped her so far? And Joey tells him like, you want me to turn my father in? Like what, what kind of person do you think I am? Like, I'm not going to fucking do this. And she, she asks him why he's doing this to her. Yeah. And like, then at one point she says like, I am begging you to stay out of this. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, just her language and the way she's just kind of like, like, I'm begging you, please. And, like, you know. Th- no, like, this is what she's been fighting for the whole
1: season, too. Right. Respect me and my boundaries and my wishes. Yeah. Include me yeah. in the choices about my life. Yeah. And so... After she gives – Like, after protecting she, me doesn't mean inc- excluding me from all these conversations you've been having around and about me, you know?
0: Totally, because because she, she's like – when she says the thing that we won't survive this as a couple, then Dawson's like, that's a risk I'm willing to take because I love you and somebody has to do the right thing. And if you can't, then I will. And it's just like, right thing for who? I know, How is this like, you know, I think that's the, like the, the quote unquote right thing is so subjective, you know,
1: Uh, like, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, this again, going back to what I said earlier, it's like, this is where like white people, we struggle because we think we get to say what's a crime. Uh huh. Yep. I, I I just like, mm, we don't. We don't. Come on. Like, you know, like, oh, our society's really fucked up because we have cocaine. Of course it is, but you know what to make it less fucked up? If we had drug prevention, if we had um, you know, rehab, if yep. we had services. Yep. Yep. Like locking someone up does not make you safer. <laughs> yep.
0: It sure doesn't. It doesn't make the cocaine go away either. Heads up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people can get cocaine in prison just in thing. to to think about um and joey just like ends up in this fucking corner like you know she that that scene ends and she's just she's in the corner yeah
1: because she realizes like that dawson is telling the truth right know, and i think she wanted to lie to herself and not believe it which you know she's welcome to if that's what she wants to do but she realizes like dawson's telling the truth and also in that moment she realizes that like her life isn't her own yeah
0: you know if she's with Dawson yeah so we then we cut over to John Witter's office um and he tells Joey that like he has so fucked up these
1: are all the people that have Dawson's back so he's got Mitch and Gail yep sitting in there Yep. he's got John Witter sitting in there believing him right out the gate yep and he says here's and who's the in there for Joey he, uh- there, Joey is talking to the police Without a guardian there, that's
0: illegal, or a lawyer, yeah. And um, jo- so John Witter, his first line to Joey is, "If he has to wait, if I have to wait for enough proof to arrest your dad, he's gonna go away for life." To which Joey rightfully responds, "You don't have any. You don't proof. have any evidence." <laughs> She's like, "Why should I go along with this if you don't have any proof?" Yeah, I, I mean, that's I think that's you. a great question. Yes. Great question. Um, um, And, like, I and I just say, with, uh. well, my thing is, like, so Mitch and Gail and Dawson are all in this room with Joey. And, like, we've talked before about how Joey views the Learys' house and the Learys' as this safe space. And, like, I'm wondering if this is the moment we start to see the, the doors sort of blow off that theory. Like, yeah. is this... Like, all of these people are here trying to convince Joey to turn her dad in. And I feel like that no longer is a safe space. Like, that doesn't. Yes. And remember, like, Joey hasn't seen anything. Yeah. Why is it her responsibility to do this? Right. No, I know. And, you know. John says that, like the guys her dad's like in with are responsible for the fire. And basically he's like, if Mike doesn't help me get them, they're going to help me get Mike. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, that seems like our justice system is really fucked up. If that's the fucking, if that's what's happening. Well, it's
1: like either way, all these people are going to get quote got. So fuck you, Mr. Witter. Right.
0: Like, why are you putting a 16 year old through this? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I think as he's proven that he doesn't really care about 16-year-olds. Um, no. <laughs> and, you know, like, John tells Joey that, like, Mike's putting the whole family in danger. And Joey's just like, it's my family. Like, Yeah, but
1: they're in danger without him, too. Yeah. Like, you know? And also, like, the way John is, like, you know, selling it is, like, these people are bad people. So, what, Mike turning them in and going to jail is going to make it safe for Joey and Bessie. Right. And like, and like also that, I don't know, like someone already threw a fucking <laughs> firebomb. <cocktail>. <laughs> so like that could easily happen to their own house sure. if like, you know, I don't know who these people are, you know? Like, if they're trying to make it out to be, like, super dangerous, you're like, okay, who who's watching out for the Potters? Right.
0: Who's watching out for Joey and Bessie and Alexander? Right, because, like, I had this moment where I was like, okay, so so this guy, Mr. Witter, is the dad of someone Joey has known her whole fucking life. Yes, he's known Joey his whole, her, her whole life. life. And she, he is the one trying to convince her to do this. And... <laughs> I mean, there's a part of, along with Mitch and Gail, there's a part of me that's like, please give me a Friday Night Lights realistic version of this capeside because like I will watch every goddamn second of it. (laughs) Um, but like Dawson then asks for alone time with Joey
1: yeah he's like hey hey everyone don't worry um I'm gonna gaslight her and convince her of her
0: new narrative (laughs) that's exactly what he says um (laughs) and right as Gail like Gail gets up to leave and squeezes Joey's shoulder and Joey like fucking shrugs her off yeah kick rocks lady I know totally I'm like okay so Gail's no longer a safe space is like what I'm seeing here so then Dawson tells Joey like well we all want to help like we care (laughs) And Joey's like, great, it's I like, appreciate that, but, like, you've forced whatever um, this solution you is. You made
1: the decision for me, okay? Right. Are you serious? Right. Like, you forced what? the
0: solution down my throat, like. It's, like, easy for you, Dawson. Your dad's not going away for life. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's not exactly, like, it doesn't matter if my dad goes to prison to you. It, yeah. Like, and Dawson's like, I'm just trying to help you. And you're like. Help me with what? Like, exactly how are you helping me? Right. And, like, because Dawson's kind of like, I tried to talk to your dad about this. And, like, I I just feel like this is where Dawson's privilege, like, gets right in his way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I sort of, like, my thing was, like, this isn't Carmela Soprano knowing exactly where the money is coming from. And, like not like, like, like putting on blinders so that she doesn't see where all the nice things are coming from. You know, this is a poor family that's trying to get by.
1: Yes, in a small town where everyone knows like, their baggage,
0: right? And it's like, I and like oppresses them as a result of their baggage, you know, exactly. And like, you know, this family is like trying to stay afloat. They're Mm -hmm. not even trying to get ahead. They're like trying to stay afloat. And like, I I'm with you that this story could have been told better, but like what I see of it, it's like, so Joey's choice is either her father goes to prison now for a small amount of time, or he goes to prison later for life. Yeah. And like, that's not a good
1: choice. Well, it's also not a choice for the sheriff to make.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: The sheriff doesn't make agreements about how much jail time is involved.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But like, I don't know if you watch this, but I just finished watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I highly recommend, uh, not just yeah, for the scene of Josh Joshua Jackson, Jackson and Tidy Whities. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so at a certain point in that show, Carrie Washington's character says to Reese Witherspoon's character, like something along the lines of like, you made good choices because you had good choices to make. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, look at Joey. She has no good choices here. Yeah. None. And like, I think that's like where Dawson, like, I think this like gaping chasm of their, like Dawson's privilege
1: and Mm -hmm. Joey's
0: like, not privilege, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it's hard to see your own privilege as a 16 year old. So like, you know, I get that Dawson doesn't see it. Um, And we weren't talking about privilege on a large scale in 1999, but like Dawson. But it's like
1: hard to imagine. It's, it's, I just, it's really hard to give Dawson space to be like, your life will be better without your dad. I, yeah. I agree with you totally. And, and it's just like, even, you know, before we were talking about privilege and talking about these things, like, like it it is a departure from even him as a character, because in the end of the first season, he's like, it's your dad. You got to talk to him, you know? So we know it's a part of his character
0: to think that like your dad is something that's important. Totally. And, and, you know, I just think that like, it's hard for him to see her suffering. Like he doesn't, I think it's hard for him to even acknowledge that what he's seeing is her suffering. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think in the way that, like, when we haven't experienced something ourselves, it's sometimes for some people is hard to, like, understand that someone else is suffering because of it, even though we haven't experienced that suffering. Like, I feel like that's what's happening right here is that Dawson's like, well, but we got to do the right thing. (laughs) You know, whatever that means. And Joey's kind of like. (laughs) Well, then Joey. Joey's over here like, well, what is the right thing? Yeah.
1: That's not the right thing for me. That's what she says to him. She's like, look, you see the world in black and white, Mm -hmm. black and white. He's a drug dealer, goes to jail. Yeah. And that's what I love about you because that's interesting. Yeah. I see it in gray. Right. Of like, what's the crime here? Yep. Is my life better without my dad? Yep. Will my life be better moving forward without my dad? Right. You know, like, how's my family going to have to struggle with another scandal involving my father? Going to prison. Yep. Like. how is this better yeah you know and like that's
0: fucking gray yeah you know and she's like you know the fact that i see is things in gray is like what makes us different and she says that's what made me fall in love with you and that's what is tearing us apart and she fucking leaves the room which good for her yeah so (sighs) that's a rough that's a rough scene
1: real (laughs) fucked up it's super hard because again like dawson's the one who saw it and then he's making joey do the work right
0: no i know i know so then we go to a commercial and we see mitch and gail sitting on this picnic table in their yard yeah and i like notice that there are lobster traps like strewn about the yard behind them and i'm like are the (laughs) Learys just like out here trapping lobster in their free time I don't know. (laughs) Mitch is practicing for his restaurant. Um, I guess. (laughs) So Mitch is like, you know, we did well with our son. And Gail's like, our one success. And I was just like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, these two.
1: I mean, I guess as a parent, you would feel like really grateful that you've created a space for your kid to come to you with this like issue. Sure. (laughs) sure and like just rewind a few minutes and then you'll see how we really feel about this but you know like you're like okay like I can see as a parent you're like wow we I we did that and our son really stepped up and like made these really difficult decisions you know
0: yeah totally Uh, and totally and and you know Mitch is like you know it's in, like in the last past 24
1: hours reminded me what i loved about my family
0: <laughs> yeah and like he's like you know dawson was able to count on us and like i felt like a father again and if you can believe it a husband what the fuck mitch yeah what the fuck and then he gets down on one goddamn knee yeah and, and asks, gail's like and like begs gail to stay yeah he's like st- he
1: asked her to stay and you can see gail's like whoa okay
0: i like, like this speech i wanted made me this... irate what <laughs> the speech made me irate that he gives her about like you know um like do- it made me feel like a father and a husband again yeah, yeah. I-, I mean i no, was just like it's a ridiculous that it like a father again <laughs> what <laughs> like
1: it doesn't make any sense you know um i mean i guess just like the two of them like stepping in and making these plans and like you know parenting helping parents their son and like telling you know perpetuating the white supremacy that they like live in you know if like look we're rich uh this is what we're gonna tell yeah. we're gonna make the decisions for everyone and like this we're gonna
0: show you how it's done right you know? right like, and, oh. and gail's like you know or my thing is like so gail tells mitch Yesterday, that she's going to take this job in Philly because it's, like, a huge step for her career. And, like, at that moment, he decides that he's going to make a play to get her back. Like, yeah. fuck this shit. Like, no, I silly. fucking hate it. And then he says, like, because Dawson was able to count on me, I feel like a father. Like, I... <laughs> I just, I don't know. I And then he's like, I feel like a, I felt like a husband. Like, why? Because you went to a police station to try to turn in the father of the person you consider your surrogate daughter? Like what am i watching that's fucking ben- yeah. Oh, sorry that's fucking bananas. Just, like,
1: they're just like teammates you know it's like the first time him and gail could just like step in and handle a crisis you know and like yes. he didn't he could like see beyond his anger at her and like see beyond like their own drama you know sure. and he's like oh okay like i think he got like a little bit more perspective on it sure
0: um, I apologize if you can hear booming outside my apartment or my window. There's fireworks going off. Um, so Gail, like, thank God, is the voice of reason then. And is like, <laughs> she's like I mean, she's like, like,
1: dude, I wanted you to say this for so long, but then I realized like I need to start thinking about Philly. Yeah. Philly is a moving forward. Yes. Yes. And what Mitch wants is to stay in the past. He's like, she's like, You want our old life, what we had. And like that doesn't exist anymore. Right. You're it's and Philly is the
0: new path for us, right? And like, you know, I'm gonna go and maybe, you know, someday later we will stumble upon what we lost, but like not right now. It's not happening right now. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. So then, Aaron, we get possibly the greatest music. Oh my God. I was like, are they gonna cut this? Are they gonna cut it? And then we hear Alanis, Alanis Morissette, that I would be good. Oh, this song and this scene is so iconic. So iconic. So just a little, like, behind-the-scenes tidbit for everyone. Um, the original theme song to Dawson's Creek was supposed to be Hand in Pocket by Alanis yeah. Morissette. Um, yeah. But she turned it down, uh, and then they ended up with the Paula Cole. So uh, Alanis and this show are tied together in a yeah. very interesting way. Um so then Jen walks, so we see Jen. The the music cue happens and we she cut has, over like, to Jen. And um
1: yeah, she has like a, a duffel bag and
0: she's walking to Gramps' porch and and she is in an gross. outfit that I would like to say is like this like I've said it before about Jen, it's like the New York lesbian art gallerist outfit. Like yeah, she's it's like, like the lesbian jacket or the leather jacket. She's got like this big jacket on with like the collar outside of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like and then these like Doc Martin boots kind of thing with like mm-hmm. it's great. I, I loved it. Um <laughs> amazing work for everyone involved. Um and yeah, Grams is on the porch folding laundry.
1: And Graham smiles and she's like excited, and um and Jen's like, Look, I'll come back, but I have three conditions. Uh-huh. She's like, one, we have to address why it didn't work out before. Yeah. Because like I never felt safe here.
0: Yeah, I was never comfortable here or good enough. Like I didn't feel like yeah. I was good enough to be around you. Yeah, and, and I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, and then she, and she's like, and two, I need you, Grams, to acknowledge that I've been through a lot more than most girls my age. True, and I don't words. need your judgment. I need your support. Yep. uh she finally takes
0: ownership of her past. You yeah, know? and it's just like no 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 you will not judge me for this well and she's like i don't need i don't need your judgment and i especially don't need your biblical judgment like yeah she's like i don't need any of that no way no way she's like
1: look i don't need a legal guardian for support i can take care of myself Uh what i want
0: is a family that can support me and i don't want to be alone anymore yeah i want us to take care of each other And um, right at this moment, the Alanis swells um, and the lyric that swells with it is, and I would be loved even uh, when I numb myself. Yeah. And Graham says, neither do I. She doesn't want to be alone anymore either. And they hug. Yeah. And then Graham's is like, what's the third thing? Yeah. And like she the, the camera sort of moves around them to like s- so that they're on two sides and then in the center mm-hmm. we see jack sitting in like a, a rocking chair with his bag um and i gotta say it made me cry like that yeah. right at this point i started crying because that song too that song. oh my gosh and and graham's like looks at jack or looks at jen and is like i've been meaning to clean out your grandfather's room for a while
1: yeah it's so interesting because we see the juxtaposition of this chosen family being formed mm-hmm. based on, you know, mutual respect and understanding, mm-hmm. with also like flat out verbalized ground rules, mm-hmm. and then we see this like other chosen family that disintegrated, yeah, because it was built on like, um, you know, assumptions yeah. and um, you know, a an uneven
0: uh framework. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I wanted to say something about Gram's here, which is that like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like when we started this podcast and like start and we're doing season one like both of us were like at first like, Oh man, we love Grams. And then we, and then we like saw her and she was awful. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, right. Season one Grams is a nightmare. Like I remember
1: season one Grams being bad, but I forgot how bad it was. Or maybe it just like has
0: aged even worse than the last time I watched it. You know, totally. So like I wanted to like not let myself off the hook. Um, like because I think like for me, in a lot of my rewatches of this show, until this one, the fact that like this Christian lady was super judgy, like I wasn't expecting her to be an ally to a gay teen, and then like she, you know, he, she lets a homeless gay teen come live with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, in my mind, in a certain way, that atoned for her racism. And, like, Mm -hmm. I... So I want to hold myself accountable that, like, I don't think that that's true anymore. But that Mm -hmm. is where, like, that came from. Like, oh, well, she's... But look what she did for Jack. And, like, so she's, like, earning her, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. back. And, like, I... So, like, I don't want to let go of the fact that, like, what she said to Bodie and Bessie and Joey and, like, about their family is, like, Mm -hmm. super, super hurtful. And, like, that has not been made up for. Now, we haven't seen Joey interact with Grams at all um, this season. Or her interact with like pretty much anyone but Jen and like a couple of like Jen related people. Um yeah. and so like I just like I wanted to say I'm gonna like keep looking at that with like a skeptical eye because like I feel like in the past when Graham stands up the tie, that's kind of when I'm like start to forgive her for everything. Mm. Like um, but like that's not really holding white people accountable um for their racism. Right. And so like, you know what she is doing with Jack is amazing. And like, I'm so thankful for it, but like, it doesn't dismantle her racism. Right. Um, You know, so I just wanted to say that, that like, I've been thinking a lot about that and about why I think for so long, I was able to forgive Graham so immediately um, for that behavior. And I think like,
1: it's, well, that's because we're told like, or I don't know about you, but for me, like when I was a kid, once my grandma called someone colored and me and my brother, like, lost our minds we're like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. no 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 and we told my mom we're like mom you need to call her you need to tell her that's not okay <laughs> yeah we'll wait we'll, we'll wait right here yeah my mom's like no the thing is like that used to be an okay thing to say and we're like oh yeah, yeah we know but um not anymore it's not anymore yeah and you cannot let people get away with that behavior yeah You told us we can't say that. So, why are you letting her say that? That's horrible, you know? And my mom was like, Oh God, why do I have twins, you know? And like, had to call her mom and be like, You can't, we cannot have that behavior. We can't accept that or whatever. I told my boyfriend that once. And like, he's from Houston and his family's racist. And he couldn't believe that we had the gall to say to our parents, you can't let that behavior happen. And my boyfriend said that he's heard family members use the N word. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I never like have heard that actually used in my life before. (laughs) And like trying to, you know, stand up to older generations is not something that is allowed in the way he was raised.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I actually think that my family is a little bit like that. I'm Less so on my dad's side than on my mom's side, but mm-hmm. and I think it has partially to do with that. My mom's side is um, a family of immigrants, um, mm-hmm. and so there's a different kind of way that we yeah. look at the the old the people. De- yeah, yeah,
1: no, I know, I definitely agree, and so that's like a real problem that we have. Yeah. In- you know, it's just, I just think in all societies, sure. like, you know, that is a society wide problem, but I do see it in like white society where like, yeah. they're like, oh, but they're old or like, oh, I, I mean, I could never say anything like that. And you're like, what? You absolutely can. Are you kidding me? No way. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely not. And, um, you know, and I, I am like that and people think
0: I'm mean because of that. I'm like, nope.
1: No I don't way. think you're
0: mean. I just, um- <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I can't imagine saying it to my grandmother Um, partially because she would have a big dramatic freak out and tell me that I was, you know, um, well,
1: yeah. well, yeah, I think old people lean into emotionally manipulating young people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there's, there's, that's the nice way to put what she would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, so, uh, <laughs> We go out to the waterfront with the the last vestiges of Alanis Morissette still playing. Yeah. And uh um, John Witter walks up to Pacey. Yeah, and we get our other and I would be good storyline. Uh-huh, uh-huh. These are my two favorite storylines in the episode. Yes. And the only two that work, in my opinion. I know. Um, so uh Pacey's like, what are you doing here? Like, I do not yeah. want to fucking see you. And John's like, Well, you fucking punched me. <laughs>
1: And like Pacey goes to like kind of a, he's like, I'm not gonna apologize for that, right? Yeah.
0: He's like, you deserved it.
1: And then, and then, uh, it's so dark. Mr. Witter's like, yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah, good for you
0: for doing it. What the fuck, man?
1: Oh my god! And (laughs) we just are reminded of what Pacey
0: has to dismantle within him to like (laughs) not lean into his violence. Yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, John says that he got this, he got a call from Andy and that like he talked to her for a while and he's kind of like, you know, she sounded sweet as hell, Pacey. (laughs) She's very chatty. (laughs) Yeah, she's very chatty, which is true. And he like apologizes for what he said about Andy. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, you know, good on him for apologizing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy and
1: and Pacey. He's like, I know so little about her. I shouldn't have been saying those things. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's through Andy that John realizes that he also knows a little about Pacey. Yeah. And he's like kind of shook at that idea. Yeah. You know? He's like,
0: you know, she filled me in on like what you two had been going through. And like, I didn't know about any of it. Um, And then John says that Andy said that Pacey was her hero. And Pacey like lights up he looks emotional like he like lights up but he's also like he is holding off tears like he is not oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like
1: this is like the most intimate conversation he's had with his father, and we know he wants
0: that. You yeah, know? like yeah. you know, we, we saw that in Uncharted Waters. You know, totally. And John like tells Pacey it, that he called the school, and they're gonna let Pacey make up the finals. And I was just like, man, every once in a while, Pacey gets a privilege of having a dad, like a cop yeah, as a dad. I
1: know exactly. You know, you know. I mean, it's just like okay. And then you know, and also we see how like even Andy is making him feel like a better person, even when she's not there. Totally.
0: And we also, like, to me, like, we also see how so much of, like, the shit that Pacey deals with is the fact that his dad, like, refused, not only refuses to help him, but, like, actively works against him. Against him, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when he helps, it's like he picks up the phone, makes one phone call, and Pacey gets to redo his finals, which, like, you know, whatever, that is a privilege um but like you know it's like the first time john's ever fucking done anything yeah. about that and then john like apologizes for not being the kind of father that pacey felt like he could share his story with yeah and that's when pacey like really wells up and um <laughs> yeah like, you can then, see him trying so hard to like I push know. it down it's like yeah because he- he's been
1: told by his father of how like a real man acts, don't show emotion, real men don't
0: cry. And you're like, I don't like your definition of real man. You (laughs) piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And John says like, Andy wanted me to give you something. And he pulls Pacey into a hug. Oh my God. And Pacey like loses it. So did (laughs) I. So did I.
1: (laughs) I know. I miss her so much. And And we just, See, like, the difference between the space that Dawson has with his his father yeah. and then what Pacey has with his, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's like, we don't see Dawson, like, cry and be emotional with his dad. I don't know that we've ever seen that. But, like, mm-hmm. there is emotional space there. Like, Dawson gets to be insecure. Dawson gets to be sad. Dawson gets to, <laughs> you know, he gets to be all those things with his dad. And, like, Pacey, this is the first time, like... You know, they have, like, a little bit of a hug, and then, like, John pulls away, and then Pacey just, like, kind of grabs onto him, like, oh, my God, I need, like, I need someone, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, like, why does it take this for John Witter to, like, hug and love his son like this?
1: I don't know. I mean, I get it. I mean, I think what the deal is, is that, like, Pacey doesn't trust his dad so much, like, it's so far past the point of return that they're that's where they're at you know oh totally when you know like and you get the the indication that pacey doesn't even really interact with his parents so he just like kind of got thrust in a situation that made pacey erupt in violence you know and then that's when that's probably like the most words they've had oh totally totally and it, it it's like kind of like how you were saying about Mr. McPhee last episode, like, oh, it must suck to have your parent, your kids not like you. Yeah. But Mr. McPhee doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah. But we find out that John Witter does.
0: Kind of does care that his kids don't like him. Yeah. 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 And I think like, uh, I just think, you know, my dad was raised by not someone exactly like John Witter, but similar and and was very violent um a very violent person and i know how much work my dad did to sort of um not be a violent person Mm -hmm. um and so watching this generation where like pacey is so far from his dad on so much of this Mm -hmm. like I, i just think that's such an interesting i don't know i mean i don't know that i have like a point point but going back to our talk about millennial this being a millennial show or the first millennial show, like this breaking point where it's like, no, I want kindness and empathy and non-toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. And that's not to say that there aren't t- toxic masculine yeah, men in yeah. our generation. There absolutely fucking are. But I think like those breaks start to happen. I mean, I think they start to happen with the boomers breaking from there, like completely emotionally absent fathers, and then mm-hmm. continue down the generational um divide. So... Uh, interesting sort of an interesting look um so then we go to the potter potters and mr are. potter is holding a photo of lily and joey uh-huh and he's sitting on and the couch joey walks in while wearing now cargo jeans not carpenter jeans cargo jeans they are very oh wow wow that was a time that was a time um and she's like definitely
1: uneasy and she doesn't come like all the way into the room yeah
0: and she looks a little bit of a mess like she does not look good um mike kind of is like where'd you run off to i cooked breakfast and joey tells him straight out she was with the police yeah
1: and she's like are you dealing drugs again and he
0: burst into tears. And says yes. And Yeah, says yes. And then Joey bursts in the tears. <laughs> and <laughs> asks why. why. So, and hmm. I just like, here's the thing. I think that this is a stupid premise. And yeah. I kind of, I mean, we're going to get into what I hate about this scene. But actually, the two of them together are not bad. Like, they actually play this scene pretty well. They just, like, don't have no, a lot to play is- with. Totally authentic of like, are you dealing drugs?
1: Like, why the, why, you know? And Mike starts crying and he's like, I just wanted to provide for my family. And I just thought if we had a little extra money, we could get ahead. Yeah. He says not just
0: survive, but provide. Yeah. And I'm like, here's the thing. Tell that story. I am here for that story. But that's not the story that we're seeing. Like the story we're seeing is like Joey's, it's like everyone being like, well, once a drug dealer, always a drug dealer. Yeah. And like, obviously,
1: the right thing is what the Learys think. They're the good family. So whatever they want is what society will determine is the right thing to do. Right. Because they are the good white family.
0: Right. So Mike's like, you know, I just thought if we could get ahead, like everything would be better. And Joey's like, you know, you were supposed to start this new life. Yeah. And he like. He's just like, it was like, it
1: was so hard for me to come back yeah come back to this house i just feel like it was like a burden you know yeah
0: and she's like what we were a burden to you and he's like no
1: oh no no it's just like the guilt that i had was like overwhelming yeah
0: and he's like he says that since he's moved back he's been like haunted that he's failed them Mm -hmm. and joey rightfully is like you should have told us that like we could have done something yeah um and then Mike says something that I truly hate, which is I was just too weak, Joey, and I, I fucking hate that. I I yeah. don't think that that's the reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the reason is uh, systemic problems in society.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, poverty, <laughs> where men are told that like talking about their feelings is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll yeah. make them weak men and whatever, like yep. bullshit, yep. you know. And they have to provide,
0: um, you know, at all costs and
1: yeah, know, even though like without any help. Know, yeah. Bessie was like providing for them. Of course they were struggling, but like, you know, she, she was they providing. Were making it work, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's really uh insight into the world that is fucked up, you
0: know? Yeah yeah and you know joey just tells him like we trusted you and you ruined everything that we built which like was so powerful to me like her and bessie did build all this stuff and like now the ice house is burned down like because of something he was doing and like like, that's my thing, is, like, I don't think Mike is necessarily innocent here, but, like, this is not how the solution should go, and also, this is not how the storytelling should go. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, like, he got involved with something that ended up with them losing an asset of theirs, which, like, mm-hmm. this family can't really afford to lose, yeah. and... And Mike's like, you know, I wish I had died in that fire. And I was just like, man, Jesus. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, okay. Whoa. And then Joey starts
1: And bawling. he's just like, I don't know why I took this road both times, you right. know? And you're like, eh, probably like lack of opportunities and yes. societal problems.
0: <laughs> I mean, just if we have to pick out one or two things. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> We're going to be reductive about it, but probably that. <laughs> And like Joey, he's like, you know, I'm so sorry, and Joey says I'm sorry too. And she says (laughs) Then we get the stupidest
1: scene in Dawson's Greek history, I think.
0: Well, I think there's there's some that rival it, but it's pretty bad. (laughs) The stupidest scene in season two. It is the stupidest scene in season two. Even stupider than that fucking psychic friends episode. (laughs) And
1: Joey's like, I'm sorry, too. And she pulls up her shirt and she's wearing a fucking wire. Yeah, she says, I took care of it for you. <laughs> I was like, How did you feel in this moment in 1999?
0: I think in 1999, I was like, here, like, oh, my God, she's wearing a wire. Like, you know, I was like a, an upper middle class white kid that lived in, you know, like, I never right. dealt with the police. I mean, I understand right, right, what a privilege right. that is, but I never dealt with the police. I'm like, except when I was in DARE. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God, like, is that how that works? You know, I think I was like, I was here for it. I was into it. It's fucking stupid as hell. Here, Here's what I remember. Here's what I remember feeling. I remember feeling at the end of season two, like I had I felt like we had been jerked around as an audience so much uh-huh. like Like, with Dawson and Joey, and, like, I remember loving Pacey and Andy, but then, like, like, this episode, they had, like, you know, Andy was gone, we don't know what's gonna happen, we didn't know if that actress was coming back the next season, you know, and, like, and then, like, I remember, you know, with Dawson and Joey, it was, like, Jack is, you know, breaks them up, and then Jack turns out Mm -hmm. to be gay, and then, like, whatever, um, and then even Jen, like, it felt all over the place. And I think it does feel a little all over the place. Yeah. Like, sometimes she's okay. And, and like, that's, is a little bit how mental illness functions, right? Sometimes yeah. you're okay and sometimes you're not. Um, and so, you know, I think by this point, I was kind of like, ready to go along with whatever was happening. I think I was like, so happy that Dawson and Joey were back together and was kind of like, what the fuck? They're just gonna break them up again. Like, yeah. that's what's gonna happen and like then they do it in this way like I feel like the the wire was like I I I didn't really no, think I have about it. it it's
1: seared in my mind where she pulls up her shirt I mean that's she's seared like, in my mind yeah she's like I'm sorry and then she's wearing a wire and I was just you're like
0: what <laughs> I know I know I think like I think when we finally like our sophomore year in college when these started airing on Mm -hmm. tbs and we had a we had the vhs tapes of them yeah and we would watch them i was like what the fuck is this episode (laughs) but it's like i watched it in 1999 alone in my room probably like you know i was at this point 15 years old like i you know i wasn't really like in deep thinking about (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah what would really happen in this situation I do. I do. It is seared into my memory that she doesn't. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So
1: that means something. So, yeah, totally. And so, yeah, Mike's like, don't be.
0: Yeah. And he walks out. Yeah, they walk and out of the John house. is there to arrest him. Yeah, Joey's behind him and, like... It's very quiet, like nothing, you know. Yeah, there's like six cop cars, but it's not like a violent arrest. It's like
1: it's definitely not a no knock war. you know, yeah, warrant. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and Bessie's like holding Alexander. Yeah. Um, and like she's. And is, he just like looks. A- Mike looks at Bessie and Bessie like looks away. And like, like that, that, that um, baby that they got is so goddamn cute i know (laughs) i was like i know that baby is adorable holy shit um and you know she cannot look at mike yeah bessie can't look at him and he um mike gets put in the car and joey and bessie like watch the car drive away yeah And 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 then joey
1: looks up and she sees dawson and he's like waiting in the spot from the first season or the first episode, like to pick her up.
0: Yeah, well, first, Bessie walks up the stairs, like by Joey. She walks right by her and they kind of look at each other, but like I can't tell what the vibe is. Oh. Like I want a whole episode about them um, dealing yeah, with yeah. this. But yeah, so he's standing. So then Dawson is standing where he went to pick her up for the date and yeah, they kind and of walk towards each walks other. Over- to him she yeah. looks so resigned like and she walks like, over to him yeah. like fuck I, I guess i gotta fucking deal with like, this
1: i know like this motherfucker <laughs> and she's like he asked her like how you're
0: feeling and you're like how the fuck do you think she's feeling <laughs> are you fucking kidding me i was like why would you ask that question i know
1: and she's like i feel like hell like, <laughs> yeah and yeah because you just didn't have any agency over your
0: life you know and dawson tells her is there anything i can do well dawson tells her he did she did the right thing yeah and she's like no No, you did the right thing right thing yeah what i did doesn't even come close to right yeah and dawson says they both did what they had to do which is like really cynical man like (laughs) well it's like fuck you she already said she didn't
1: have to or want to do this right so you did what you had to do
0: and then she and did what she you forced had no her choice. to do yeah and joey then takes his line and says you know dawson what i have to say you're not gonna like so i'll say it quickly <laughs> she's like i hope one day i can
1: forgive my father yeah and i hope one day i can forgive myself but i know i could never forgive you and right now i don't want to know you
0: yep yep and i cheered <laughs> i mean yeah i i i was watching with genevieve and she looked at me like wait is that what happens and i was like i guess we'll see yeah. i guess <laughs> we'll see
1: now i remember that watching this scene in 1999 and be like yeah
0: okay here we go Fuck you dawson
1: oh my god yeah, and then he, she she walks off, and he whispers, "See ya, Joey." Yeah, and we get this like big crane big shot, yeah, of, of him. him, and like, we're supposed to be like Dawson's the hero. Yeah,
0: it is like a hero shot. Yeah, yeah, like he sacrificed love. Yeah, to do the right thing. I mean, again, back to my Chekhov's gun part of the first episode, right? That like,
1: yeah, no, it's like oh. Lo- not all love endings have a happy ending yeah. or like not love stories have a happy ending. Yeah, you know? Love
0: doesn't conquer all. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> and you're like, that
0: doesn't really check out for this story, Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean a couple of things, this marks the last episode of Kevin Williamson being the series showrunner. Run- show um, And I think, like, I think there's a way in which Kevin Williamson's closeness to this story, because it is based on his young Mm -hmm. life. Um, I think it's probably for the best that he is not the showrunner next season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they were able to tell stories um, in the next season that um, were better. Yeah. Because it didn't have to follow, you know, his sort of life trajectory. And um, I gotta say... You know, Aaron, we fucking did season two. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with season two. On to season three. I know. I'm so excited. When we Should know, we-, we know everyone is so excited for us to talk about season three. I know. Um, yeah. You know, so. Uh, so who are
1: you rooting for?
0: I am rooting for Jack and Jen and Grams. Mm-hmm. I love that little chosen family. I'm rooting for yeah. them. I'm rooting for Joey and Bessie because, yeah. like, this is not I mean, a great spot. I'm rooting spot. for Joey to find another love. Same, same. I- I'm rooting for Joey to find literally another friend, another. I I, it doesn't have to be a love. Like, find just someone else to yeah. be around. <laughs> I'm rooting for Andy to get better. I'm rooting for Pacey to get through this time without her. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think his, da- his relationship with his dad is salvageable, but, um, yeah. you know, I'm rooting yeah. for him to succeed. Um, And I'm, I am rooting for Gail uh, to succeed in yeah. her, the work that she's doing. I, um I think so often women get, you know, sort of their d- dreams get pushed to the side. And yeah, um, I
1: mean, Mitch pretty much called her selfish for choosing her career. You know, I
0: do know. So, uh, yeah. So that's who I'm yeah, reading for. That for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do not think Dawson is the hero of this episode. Um, Obviously I've said that. I don't think he's the hero of this show. Um, But uh, yeah, I think I, th- I actually think what he did was pretty appalling in this episode. I completely agree. It It,
1: There's just nothing in me that thinks he's a good guy for what he did.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: He didn't do any of the work either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He just went to his parents so that they could, like, back him up. Yeah. You know, and use their privilege to, like, make it easier for him.
0: Yep. And then Joey had to do all the labor.
1: Yeah, and have to suffer all the consequences.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, For a choice that she didn't really get to make herself so
1: yeah nor want to you know so it's like very horrible yeah like it's very hard to watch this yeah and then the way that it ends with like the the shot is supposed to be like oh man that's so complicated dawson man
0: he just did he just does the right thing even when it's hard yeah yeah he sacrificed his love for the right thing to do yeah it's just like no totally totally Think about other options besides
1: calling the police. Oh, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. For our listener corner, yep. this is from Lori. Okay. I have a question for you all to discuss on the season two finale. Okay, Pacey's dad has a big problem with him being at the ice house studying with his friends. He has never expressed a problem with Pacey hanging out with Joey in the past, even though her dad is a drug dealer. Do you think he is up that he is really upset about them hanging out because he doesn't want Pacey caught up in whatever is happening at the ice house with Mike being back? And if that is the case, why doesn't he just tell all the kids to leave or is he being a dick to his son because it made him look bad on his force I think that John Witter really does care about Pacey but I don't know how to show it with him but it doesn't know how to show but doesn't know how to show it with him and it finally comes out at the end of the episode
0: yeah that's an interesting question I mean I I agree kind of with your assessment that like I I don't think that John Witter doesn't care about Pacey
1: yeah I mean I completely agree that he you get the impression and like this is maybe giving too much backstory that like John Witter grew up in a toxic environment and then when he's confronted with the fact that he's becoming his father he he tries to not be because he doesn't put in the daily work to do that he makes other people confront him with that you know and then he tries to correct and so that's what he's doing and he actually does care what his son thinks about him versus like maybe Mr. McPhee who who so far we don't see that you know um and so you do get the idea that he he cares about Pacey and he the thing is he doesn't know how to handle a sensitive son and Pacey's really sensitive and so to him that feels like he just doesn't that's like a different type of 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 person of of a yeah. man a different type of a boy he doesn't know how to handle it you know
0: yeah i also it like seems to me like he's the kind of dad that like doesn't know how to handle a son that's like different from him mm-hmm. so like you know dougie doug Witter, you know like is the kind of uh, as far as we've seen is the kind of golden boy of this family and he's followed in his dad's footsteps he's also a cop you know mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, my family doesn't have anything as like, um, like stark as this, but uh, you know, I come from a family of, um, mostly scientists mm-hmm. and one of my uncles who's an engineer, um, his son is a musician. And I remember him like at first kind of struggling with, um, like, what do I, how do I, how am I there for my kid mm-hmm. who's not like, who doesn't do like science like i do like i I'm here, I can help if he's like you know needs help with his physics homework, like I'm here to help, yeah, but like I don't know how to parent a kid that's really into music, and he of course like learned, and you know um a lot yeah. of times a lot of times the weird artsy kids in my family get sent to my parents to to um, yeah. or got sent to my parents to sort of um have some help, and then you know obviously like my uncle you know was a great dad, is a great dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and but i i think there's that divide right like yeah. i don't know how to parent someone who isn't exactly like me yeah um and so i bring down the fucking authoritarian hammer
1: mm-hmm. um because to
0: change them to be like me so exactly. it's easier for me to parent them exactly exactly and so i think like i i really like the suggestion that like if john witter k- gave a shit <laughs> he would have told all the kids to leave Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think, I mean, I think that's really true. I think like, yeah, he should have told all the kids to leave. Um, And he should have, if he thought it was that dangerous, he should have. I think there's a part of him. I mean, I think what we saw in that scene where Pacey hits him at the end of it. Mm -hmm. I think what we saw is that like, he, he really cares what his force thinks about him. Yeah. And I think that's probably where it came from is like, I don't like the fact that you're here when we come to do this check-in and I've got mm-hmm. like cops with me here, you yeah. know, or or possibly could have cops with me here, like that this is that's the problem. I don't want yeah. them to see you um hanging out with this known felon kind of person. Yeah, like and it th- looks bad on me, you know. Yeah, and I think before that it's like, you know, Joey's dad was in prison. So it's like, who cares if he's hanging out with Joey? Her dad's right. her dad's not in the picture, you know. Yeah.
1: And it just furthers the like idea of like Pacey being not like a traditional witter, you know, or whatever, like he's not like a following in the police footsteps, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. he will be, you know, yeah. It's like almost like he doesn't want the police force to think that Pacey is going to end up being a criminal.
0: Right. Right. And that like if he strays at all from the path that John thinks he should be on, he, mm-hmm. that is what is, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Ugh. Every father on this show. Woo. Woo.
0: It's a real ride. <laughs> it really is. Damn. It's a real all ride right. through mascul- masculinity in America. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. And
1: just like, it's hard because the storytelling for like, even just seeing representation on screen of being a good father, yeah. it's it's very hard to see, you know, because if you just, if the this story of a John Witter character or even like a Mr. McPhee, is very common so if you set the bar at that then of course like
0: it's problematic (laughs) I mean Bodhi is by far the best dad that we have seen (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) I mean we don't get to see him don't see him being a father really but you know when we have yeah he's like such a good person yeah
0: he's been the best dad we've seen so far
1: yeah
0: um yeah
1: so thank you Lori for that question yeah thanks Lori Um, And thank you all for listening. We hope y'all are staying safe. Thank you for sticking it out all the way to season two. (laughs) Uh, We're excited for season three coming up. And um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Um, Please email us your questions or any thoughts you have. Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. You can follow my Finsta at erin.hensley.com. We want to shout out our boy Killia for making our theme song. You can find him at go freaking crazy on Instagram.
0: Please like us, subscribe, uh, write a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, someone tweeted at us that they were having a little um, issue with one of the podcast catchers. Um, if you ever like, if things stop downloading, just unsubscribe and then resubscribe and that usually gets it. But always let us know if you're having a problem. Um, I can try to, to work out any tech issues and fix it. Um, thank you to those of you who have uh, liked us, subscribed and uh, written reviews. We really appreciate that. Uh we also need always need to shout out Andrew Bush, who um records us when we're in the studio, uh which we can't be in right now, and we are uh, chomping at the bit to get back. Um yep. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the social medias at Pesty1079. Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit uh, dot com and on social media at rarebirdlit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This has been a RareBird Production. I don't want to wait.